has just in it a small parsha of its own. What the Gemara calls the parsha of Ahibin Seya Aaron. Even though it's only two psukim, but the Gemara in Shabbos calls it a parsha in its own right. And the Gemara says a fascinating thing. The Gemara says, really, the parsha of Ahibin Seya doesn't belong here. It's not the right place for this passion. So why was it placed here? So I'm reading the Gemara in Shabbos and the Kuftes Zayin Amudadav. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Shem ben Gamriel Oimer, Asidu Pashazu Shete Okir Mikan, Vatikosibim Koima. In the future, this parasha will be moved from here and put back where it belongs. So why did the Torah write it here? Kadei lehapsik ben Puranus rishona lepuranushnei. In order to act as a division between the first mistake and the second mistake that Kali Yisrael made. The Torah records two failings, two mistakes on the part of Tai Yisrael. And in order to be mafsik between them, the Torah brings this passion. Now the Gemara goes on to explain. What was the second mistake Tai Yisrael made? So the Pasuk tells us clearly. The Pasuk immediately following Vahib bin Zaya says, The people were like complainers. That was a mistake. Puranus Rishona, what was the first mistake Klai Yisrael made? The Pesukim just before by Hebin Sayyid. It says, Vayisu Mehar Hashem. They traveled from Har Sinai. And on that Rashi says, what was the mistake of traveling from Har Sinai? So he brings in the Rashi in the Torah, like children, are children who are escaping from school. If anyone wants a demonstration, I just need to walk down the road to Sanhedrin Mocheves where we have two Chadarim right next to each other. If you happen to find yourself outside at one o'clock, so you'll have a demonstration of what it means. And if you want to witness it, my suggestion is you stand on the opposite side of the street once you're going to get run over. It's a certain desire to run away from school. And Clyde shall found guilty of the same thing. That's the Gemara. And the Gemara is well known. Let's ask some questions. And let's try and understand in a deeper way what the Gemara say. My first question to you is the Gemara accuses Klai Yisrael as running away from Har Sinai like a child would run away from school. Now, we just saw a few psukim before and in the parasha that Klai Yisrael in the desert Traveled when the Ananiya Kavit traveled. 
they followed the direction of Hashem. And therefore, did the Jewish people choose to run away from Har Sinai? Not at all. They followed directions. And when the cloud moved, they moved. So, to say that the Jewish people ran away from Har Sinai isn't really fair. They remained faithful at Har Sinai for as long as the clouds remained at Har Sinai. And when Hashem decided now is the time to move, so they picked up and they packed their bags and they moved. Where do we see in that a mistake that they were running from Har Sinai? And let's follow that up with the second question. Where were they going to? When they journeyed from Hasuna, they were journeying to where? The Pasuk tells us clearly, they were journeying to Eretz Yisrael. And there was a mitzvah. Hashem wanted them to go to Eretz Yisrael. So even if we're going to find fault in some way, with the fact that they ran from Hasuna, but they were on their way to do a mitzvah, they weren't running free to break loose, the Martian terrorist Israel. And if you're going to say that the mistake was in the fact that they ran from Hasinai, that's also something which they followed the cloud. And the Kodesh Baruch had decided how much they would travel. And the Pasuk tells us clearly that Hashem was in a rush to bring them to Israel quickly. The Pasuk says in the beginning of Dvarim, describing this journey, Achad Osar Yom Mechayrev Derech Hatsayah it's normally an 11-day journey from Harchorev, which means from Arsina until the border of Eretz Yisrael. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu was anxious to get them to Israel quickly. And they made that journey in three days. So yes, the 11-day day journey in three days, they ran. But it wasn't because they were running from Harsina. It was part of the anticipation to get to Eretz Yisrael. So what fault do Chazal see in the fact that they followed Hashem when he left Harsinai. They ran after the cloud because the cloud was moving at a tremendous speed. And that's called a failing on Klai Yisrael's part that they ran from Harsinai. We need to understand that. And in fact, I want to point out a duke in the Gemara. The Gemara says that Pashas Vayibin Tzorah came to separate between the first mistake and the second mistake. And then the Gemara says, What's the second mistake? And the people were complaining. And what's the first mistake? Why doesn't the Gemara go in order? Why doesn't the Gemara first ask what was the first mistake? And then go to the second mistake? Why would the Gemara bring the second mistake first? And the answer to that is that if you ask Klaishal at the time, did they do something wrong? By leaving Harsinai, they wouldn't even have thought of it as a mistake. They followed Hashem faithfully into the desert. They were marching to go conquer Israel. And it's only after the second mistake, which Klai Israel also had to admit was a mistake. And they would now look back and think where did the beginning of this mistake start from? then in retrospect, they would see it began with the first mistake. 
And therefore the Gemara first says, what was the second mistake? And having seen what the result was, it would be possible to look back and see the first step as the first mistake. So we still have to explain what the first mistake was. But let's follow the Gemara's lead. And that's what was the second mistake. What the Pasuk says, The people were like complainers. What were they complaining about? What were they complaining about? Rashi says in the Pasuk, they were looking for a reason to complain. And they were complaining about how fast they had to travel. So an 11 day journey in 3 days, they traveled for 3 days and they hadn't stopped for a rest, they were tired. Understandably. And the people complained, they were tired. And this seems almost contradictory. On the one hand, we blame Klai Yisrael that they ran from Harsinai. And then right afterwards, we said that they complained that they had run so much. So they wanted to run or they didn't want to run. That's my second question. But the main question I want to ask, and that is, what was the purpose of putting Parashas Vahib in Sai in the middle? Historically, both of these mistakes happened. Do we think that they happened less because we're going to read something else in between them? Or is it just meant to break up the narrative of Kleinstrahl's mistakes in the Torah? If that would be the case, so let's go back to what the Gemara said. The Gemara says, Shemur Gamliel said, that Parashas Vahib bin Saya is only here temporarily. I said that Parashas Rusha Te'oke and we tafsed him Koma. In the future, the Parashas Vahib bin Saya will be returned to its proper place. Why? If the idea was to break up the narrative of Kaisal's mistakes, then what's going to happen in the future? And from this we come to a new level of understanding. And that is that it's not just that Parashas Vahib bin Saya is coming to interrupt, so to speak, the progression of Kaisal's mistakes. It's what's meant to prevent the first mistake leading to the second one. And therefore, when there's a need to stop the first mistake becoming the second mistake, there's a lesson to learn how to do that from Parashas Vahib bin Saya. But in the future, in the future when that concern isn't there, when that progression is no longer going to happen, so then we don't need Parashas Vahib bin Saya in between these two. And it sounds like a big Kiddush. That Parashas Vahib bin Saya isn't, is here to teach us how to prevent the one mistake turning into the other. But really it's Mufurish and Rashi. Rashi and the Gemara. He says it's going to return to its place. Last in the future, all the punishments will be cancelled. They won't worry about making mistakes in the future, and yet Sahara won't be existent, and then there won't be the possibility of making the same mistake, and then Pashas for Ibn Sir can return to where it belongs. Which means it's there now because we still have the Yetzirah. And because there still is the possibility of the one mistake leading to the other. But it's only here temporarily. And of course, this needs explanation too. So let's learn together 
a principle which I think is very fundamental to our understanding. There's a well-known explanation of the Radvaz. Radvaz, one of the prime commentators on the Yerushalmi, and he's explaining the Pasuk in Mishnah. And the Mishnah, the in Mishnah, the Pasuk says, Ki ner mitzvah v'tara'o. The Torah compares the Torah to a light, to a fire, and a mitzvah to a candle. And the Radvaz asks, what's the difference between the light, which is the example of the Torah, and the candle, which is the example, the metaphor of a mitzvah. Both provide light, both provide heat. And the Radvaz answers. And he says the difference is when the wind blows. And he says, when you have a candle and the wind blows, so it's going to blow the candle out. But if you have a fire and the wind blows, it's just going to fan the flames. It's going to make the fire bigger. And the Radvaz says, this is the difference this is the difference between the Torah and the mitzvahs. When it comes to mitzvahs, difficulty, opposition, has the ability to put out the fire of the mitzvah. Whereas when it comes to Torah, so then there's a kayak in the Torah that does exactly the opposite. And that is, Dafka the challenge to learn makes the fire of Torah burn stronger. And with that aside, let's go back and look at the parasha again. The Jewish people were at the foot of Harsina. The Jewish people were learning Torah. Of course, they were faithful to Hashem. And as long as the cloud remained in Harsina, and Klai Yisrael were there to learn Torah, so Klai Yisrael never thought of going anywhere else. They remained rooted in the spot. And now the cloud moves, and Klai Yisrael pack their bags, and they follow. And like Moshe ben said himself earlier in the parasha, he said, we're traveling to the place Hashem said. We're on our way to Eretz Yisrael. It's the next destination point in Klai Yisrael's journey. And of course, Klai Yisrael are excited. And Klai Yisrael are looking forward to the next step, to conquering Eretz Yisrael. And only that, it's a mitzvah. Hashem wants them to go. So Klai Yisrael leave Har Sinai full of anticipation. We're on our way to the next step. And Hashem is also pushing them to go faster. With all the enthusiasm, we're going to get to Eretz Yisrael. They're not just walking, they're running. They cover an 11-day journey in three days. So what was the mistake? Let's look at how Hashem judges a person on even a very small thing. We know that the Balei Musa tell us that Hashem judges a person by themselves, which means the standard that's expected of you 
is how you yourself acted in other times. That becomes now the, so to speak, the template against which you judged. There was a previous time when Klaishra were encamped and Moshe Rabbeinu came to move them to the next place on the journey. And that was after Yamsuf. And that was after Yamsuf. Yamsuf, Klaishra had witnessed the tremendous nest. They had seen the sea split. They had seen the Egyptians drown. They had sung the Shira and merited prophecy. And at the banks of Yamsuf, they were also amassing wealth. Every wave which rolled in brought with it more jewels and more gems from the Egyptians' treasures. But there's a next destination waiting. They're on their way to Hasinai. And Moshe tells the Jews, we're on our way to accept the Torah. Hashem is waiting for us to travel to Hasinai. And here we see the Jews didn't want to go. The Pasuk says, Vayasa Moshe Yamsuf. Moshe had to forcibly get the Jews to move. They didn't want to move. Either because this was an opportunity to get more wealth, or a place where they still were reveling in the special atmosphere of the nays that had happened. But yes, Hashem is waiting for them to move. Here they're not so quick to pack their bags and run. It needs Moshe to push them along. And if that was Klai Yisrael's reaction then, then it turns into an accusation. You're following Hashem faithfully. You take His cue and you're going to move. So why was there a reluctance on your part to leave Yamsuf? And there was no reluctance on your part to leave Harasina. Why when it came the opportunity to make money and gather wealth, so it was hard for you to leave the banks of Yamsu. Whereas when it came to leave Harsinai, Klai Israel were quick to go. Of course it's on the way to do a mitzvah. But leaving Yamsuf was also on the way to do a mitzvah. They were leaving Yamsuf to go to Harsinai. And therefore, it might have been a very, very delicate point. But there was an accusation of the Jewish people. You didn't feel difficulty in leaving Harsinai. The same way that you felt yourselves when it came to leaving Yamsuf. Maybe Klai at the time themselves weren't really aware of that. Maybe it only came to their recognition when they made the second mistake later. And why is that? Because by Harsinai the Jewish people were focused on learning Torah. That's what they were learning all day. That's what they spent the time by Harsinai doing. And when they're now leaving Harsinai and they're marching to Eretz Yisrael to conquer Eretz Yisrael, so now they're focusing on doing a mitzvah. We're traveling to Eretz Yisrael. We're going to conquer the land. That change from being focused on Torah to being focused on a mitzvah, it brings with it a danger. And that is, whereas, like we saw, when it comes to a person's connection to Torah, the winds of opposition just make the fans, fan the flames and make the connection stronger. 
When it comes to a mitzvah, so then difficult you can put out the candle. It took a little, and therefore, of course, for three days, and for three days we know it's the share of time, which a person is not meant to go without Torah. Kal Yisrael travel for three days. They only busy with traveling. They're not involved in Torah. And after three days, then they begin to complain. It's too much for us. We've been marched too quickly. It's hard to keep up the pace. The people came to the second point were looking to, to complain. And what, did they, what brought them to that point when they begin to complain? And the answer is when it comes to doing a mitzvah. So to maintain that level of connection to a mitzvah is difficult. And therefore, it causes complaints. Whereas when it's talking about Torah, that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah, there's a famous Rambam. The Rambam's talking about which mitzvahs a person is meant to stop learning Torah to do. And we know that the Gemara says, a mitzvah which a person can't do through someone else. So that's a mitzvah which he has to stop, close his Gemara and go and do. But the Rambam adds another point. And when the Rambam talks about this mitzvah, such a mitzvah, he says when a person is to do a mitzvah which other people can't do, the responsibility is on him alone, then he should go and do the mitzvah, and after having done the mitzvah, he has to return to his learning. And the first must the question, that's obvious. That's obvious. His hatred to stop learning was to do a mitzvah. If he's finished doing the mitzvah, there's no hatred to do nothing. But I think the Raman means more than that. The Raman doesn't just mean that once a person's done the mitzvah, he can't just waste time. He must go back to learning. What the Raman's saying is, that when a person leaves to do a mitzvah, in his mind he's coming back. He hasn't stopped. He hasn't given up learning and, begin, and now fully focused on something else. No, I might have to stop what I'm doing to do a mitzvah, but in my mind I'm coming back to the learning again. I haven't lost that connection. Because when a person stops learning and loses his focus on Torah, even if it's in order to do mitzvahs, there's a danger he's going to come to the level of the misogynism. The difficulty or the opposition is going to make the person complain. Whereas when the person remains connected to Torah and the mitzvah is just something temporary until I come back to learning, then the connection to Torah stays strong and doesn't change those complaints. And that's why the, the Gemara tells us what the second Puranius was first. The result was that the people came to complain. They found it too difficult. And then they realized, if we're finding it difficult, it's because we left the Torah. Yes, it was to do a mitzvah. Yes, it was to follow Hashem. There was a certain feeling of, we're going to stop learning, and we're going to focus on the mitzvah instead. And that's what eventually brought to the Messiah. So what's the solution? That's why the Torah puts the Pasha of Ahib bin Sayyid here. Not just as a break between telling us the two stories. Because there's a lesson for us to learn from the Pasha of Ahib bin Sayyid. Let's learn it together. 
The Pasuk says when the Aaron traveled, the Aaron's traveling, we're fulfilling, fulfilling the mitzvah of following Hashem. We're marching to battle. Hashem, may your enemies be scattered. We're going to war and Hashem should help us go to fight. But there's a second part. And when the Aaron settles again and the journey is ended, then Shuvah Hashem River of Israel. Hashem come back to the 22,000 and tens of thousands of Kal Yisrael. And that the Gemara says, wherever you have a place of 22,000 Jews, the minimum 10,000 is 10,000, 20,000, the minimum 1,000 is 2,000, but they get 22,000. Here we have 22,000 Jews, the Shkhinah rests. So yes, we're traveling to fight, and then Hashem should help us in battle and should be victorious. But there's the second part. And when the Aaron will settle, then we'll say Hashem should come back to the Klai Yisrael. The Shekhinah should rest back on the Jewish camp. When we go back to what we were doing before, you've done the mitzvah, you go back to learning Torah. The focus on traveling and going to fight doesn't take away the fact that this is the Talmudah. And once we're done, we're going back to the Torah again. And the Shekhinah should come back and settle on the tents of Klai Yisrael. That's the remedy to the mistake. That's the remedy to the mistake. If the mistake was even a subtle one, that there was a certain journey away from the Torah, even if it's the two mitzvahs, then the correction, which the parish of Ahib and Sarah tells us, is that even if we're traveling for something else, to follow Hashem, to do a mitzvah, but there's the Venuchu Yaymar. That's when it's going to settle again, we're going to say Hashem will come back. Hashem will settle again in the Jewish tents. That's the learning Torah. And we see that in this week's parasha as well. To maintain a mitzvah is much more difficult. To keep up the enthusiasm, to do something without changing. When it comes to mitzvahs, with the course of time it becomes more, becomes more difficult to keep it up. There is that opposition. There is a difficulty. At the beginning of the parasha, when the Torah tells us the greatness of Aaron Akoyen, so that's what it compliments him for. Shalai Shina. He didn't change. He lit the menorah every day the same way. Yes, it was a mitzvah, but Aaron's greatness was that he did the mitzvah the same way every single time. That's more of a challenge. The Torah, on the other hand, provides the chiyos, provides the koyach, that every time a person learns, his motive about time, the Gemara says. Every time a person learns, he finds new meaning, he finds no enjoyment. And therefore, to continue and to keep up with Torah is like the fire. The wind just makes it stronger. It could even be that the mitzvah which Aaron, we learn about, that Loshin of the menorah, is because besides the menorah, the symbol of the menorah was also the symbol of the Torah. That's the side of the Pasha. That's what we can learn from it. Yes, there are times to do mitzvahs. And yes, there are times that we're following Hashem's clouds to do the mitzvahs. But it should never be that the mitzvahs come at the expense of our connection to Torah. That we've journeyed away from Hashem for three days. And we've lost our contact with Torah. Because that's going to cause us to complain. Yes, we go to the mitzvahs, but it's for the Yachsa Talmudai. 
it's with understanding that we're coming back to the Torah again. Because then when we, when we remained anchored in Torah, and we haven't lost the koyach, that in the connection that the Torah provides.